0: Hello, and welcome to another podcast. I'm Judy. I'm Jason. And uh, we just watched Prometheus. Um, mm. Yes. Well, okay, I've never seen it. Jason has seen it. Jason has been telling me about how much he doesn't like Prometheus, but how much he wants to watch it practically every week. <laughs> like, we, there have been many times where we thought, what are we going to watch now? And we almost watched Prometheus, and then we watched something else. But tonight he was very adamant.
1: I felt tonight was the time.
0: It was the time. Um, Yeah, so...
1: Did you like it?
0: I thought that movie was utter fucking nonsense. (laughs) I'm serious. I thought, okay, so when you said, oh, I really like the first 40 minutes, I loved the first 40 minutes. I was like... I love the atmosphere and I actually kind of like that they're introducing us to characters and aside from a couple of like pretty dumb lines I was just like who are these people I was I was interested in what they were doing and then immediately it goes from being a movie that you know is slow moving and well paced but like I'm waiting to see what's gonna happen to the the thing with the flamethrower and then it is literally utter fucking nonsense for the next hour. There were so many moments where I was like, what is going on? Like, what, how, what went wrong? I, I, don't, I don't understand.
1: So John Spates wrote the original script, which was, I guess, much closer to a traditional horror movie. And then Damon Lindelof came in because Ridley Scott wasn't happy. He thought it was too close to the original Alien, and he wanted to sort of change it up and get mythic and cosmic with it. And so Damon Lindelof came in. And David Lindeloth's uh, philosophy for how to write a good screenplay is to make the audience ask questions about everything and have no answers. Like this is mm-hmm. he's literally articulated this as his as his, his writing dad. philosophy that, um, as, when he grew up as a kid, his father uh, would notice him reading the ends of books first and thought that this was not the way that a child should learn how to read. And so he removed the endings from all of the books that he gave to his son. (laughs) So this guy grew up with this, with this like traumatic childhood event and thought You will never
0: find the answer to anything in a story. And
1: thought that this was a a, a suitable way of telling a story to other people. So that kind of, I think... So he comes in and sees this, this finished product and decides at Ridley Scott's behest, no, let's tear it to pieces and change things around. So there's... I guess there's a lot of things that are happening in this because it's being it's a hybrid of an of an earlier draft with this kind of new change that's trying to do something different, and, right? And unique. And I think there's so many weird moments towards the end of this movie that don't actually coalesce into anything significant, and they just feel like, as you said, after Holloway is killed with the flamethrower, yeah. It's just a nonstop barrage of of idiotic moments. Well,
0: there's just so many things happening, and I'm I'm perfectly okay with there not being answers to every question raised in the movie. But instead, what we get is at that halfway moment, all of a sudden, everyone starts acting in a way that makes no sense. Every single character does something, did something, and my response was, "Wait, why did that just happen? That didn't need to happen." Like starting with the flamethrower thing. They're saying that they can bring him into the medical bay. And I did understand Charlize Theron being like, we can't bring him in because he's sick. I understood that whole quarantine mindset. I mean, why she had a flamethrower, I don't get. She could have just not opened the door. So I don't really get why that. I mean, I guess she wanted to let everyone else in. But um, she, he, he walks towards the flames and he's like, I'm going to do this. Do it! And I'm just like, wait, why? Why why don't you just get quarantined? Like this is this has become very dramatic very quickly for no reason. And he, he goes from having red eyes to being totally transformed hmm. really quickly. Which well, okay, maybe it happened really quickly. Yeah, the,
1: the bio the biology of this right. magic potion is very right. Bizarre. The
0: magic thing that he drank. And and that's that's fine. And then all of a sudden, the pregnancy bit. Gets, it, it just started escalating and sort of tumbling down a hill of nonsense well, <laughs> from that moment. Because, I, because she's all of a sudden like, oh my god, I'm pregnant with this. Apparently three months pregnant, even though it's not a normal fetus, so I don't know how they're getting this information. And I thought it was pretty intense that she goes and gives herself a cesarean section. But as we were complaining as we watched it afterwards... That whole decision-making process happened in less than a minute. David is, I, I couldn't quite understand if he, what his motives were. I mean, I understood, like, okay, yeah, he wants to keep this alive, but I'm not exactly sure how. He wants to essentially incubate it in her body and put her into cryosleep, but he reveals that and then she gets the cesarean section and then she spends the whole movie covered in blood which she just puts a suit over and tells nobody about this at all and it, it just doesn't make any sense. Because I thought, from that point on in the movie, did the, did the movie in movie time end like 15 minutes later? It just It all seemed like it was tumbling down a hill.
1: Yeah, there were so many moments where I always... The characterization of all these people just went out the window. So David kind of wants to put her under sedation because he wants to keep the fetus because that's kind of his pet science project that he's created. Um, And isn't upset when he sees Shaw come in covered in blood with obvious... Yeah, wound. So he seems he's to He's not know. like, hmm, what happened to the little squid baby that I was so adamant to preserve? He doesn't think maybe I should go check the med lab and see what happened. Uh, it's just more like, oh no, uh, Wayland is here. Who mysteriously hid himself on board the ship? And nobody
0: why knew why this needed to why? be a secret. I don't I know. Don't,
1: I don't know. Waylon's not upset in any way that she's totally fucked up the med bay. It's not a problem. Like that's his medical. That's,
0: yeah, day. and she. And, and nobody
1: seems to be aware of the fact that the alien squid baby is there because when Yannick uh, um, sends off the lifeboat, he's like, "Here, take the lifeboat and survive in it." But clearly right. the squid thing yeah, is in he there. Yeah,
0: and, and nobody knows. So nobody knows about it, Which just about seems that. like very stupid protocol the, on her part.
1: <laughs> the people that that Shaw beat up when she woke up, like I don't know why she decided it was a good idea to to beat them up. Like it, unless the movie was trying to say now it's been clearly established that these people are the bad guys. Like they work for the. Yeah, I was a little
0: bit confused why she was all of a sudden beating everybody up so she could go. Run over to that surgery pod thing. I mean, I got, I got what she was trying I got, to do. I, I got that, and I but thought it the, just seemed very unnecessary for the movie to all of a sudden have this antagonism. Right, because I where thought the rest of the movie didn't really need to exist. They were all on the same team. There, there wasn't. So I
1: thought the rest of the movie was going to be they weren't on the same team. Yeah, and she was going to have to covertly try and and, That's, it and makes do it this seem stuff. like that. But she just walks into the room and Waylon's like, "Oh, hey, hey, what's see, up? Fancy yeah. meeting you here. <laughs> all of gin no, joints in there's all the no world, problem. you gotta you yeah. to walk into my cryostasis. And
0: why exactly was... So did Charlize Theron knew, know that Waylon was hidden on the ship? Is that why she had so. that surgery pod calibrated for a man?
1: I think so. Well, because so, when cause she they, went to So She David, never answered
0: why she had that.
1: Because well, it was for him.
0: It was for him. Okay, I imagine. But, but why... What was was i I, i'm confused because they they hired guy pierce and put really weird prosthetics on him yep so i'm i was trying to decide is he an old man or is he like a skeletor man (laughs) that's trying to reverse the aging process because he's actually 800 years old like jupiter ascending style well he yeah but he he legitimately looked like uh dracula (laughs) at the end of the movie (laughs)
1: yeah
0: at the end of the movie just just artificially and supernaturally aging so i i couldn't quite understand why he was on the ship why there was that surgery thing for him what were they trying to do reverse the fact that he had aged how old was he actually and why did he think that the engineers we're going to somehow save him. Because I, I was that's never, what he believed, I was Judy. never clear no, on
1: This what? was the logic of every single yeah. character in the movie. It's what I believe.
0: Why was there all the weird Christian... Christian? <laughs> Christian. <laughs> Christian. I meant to say Christianity, but that's how it came out. Why was there all the weird Christianity juxtaposition... Why do they keep making such a big deal out of that? They
1: tried to establish the movie as a as a dichotomy between faith and reason, or something like that. Okay, but that's
0: stupid. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that anymore. It felt
1: like a a grade twelve student discovering that there was such a thing as a dichotomy for the first time. Right. Um, and that there's like mutually incompatible ideas that that have to, and that people have to actually express their ideas to other people. So that it all just amounts to a bunch of nonsense. Like, they fund a trillion dollar mission based on her belief that there is such a thing as engineers and that they invited them to this strange alien planet. I never really got that invitation thing in the
0: first place. Just because she found a bunch of drawings that looked similar does not mean anybody was inviting her to come find them in some alien crater. And she
1: accounts for that by saying, it's what I choose to believe.
0: Right. Which is silly. Which is silly.
1: doesn't make any sense. But then Waylon looks at that and he says, oh, I will fund this trillion dollar mission. I will freeze myself, blast off into space on the off chance that maybe these things do exist and that they would be able to reverse my aging and that somehow I will be saved because it's what I choose to believe. And Charlize this, this, Theron this what the says, "Oh, on. I'm gonna put myself on this ship and go out there, totally screw over my chances of running your company because I believe that this will somehow allow us to have some sort of like cathartic reuniting or yeah, something." Yeah, well, I
0: couldn't, I couldn't really figure out whether she was upset because he was essentially rejecting her, or if she actually wanted him dead. I do Because wasn't she saying during that kind of confrontation that, uh older generation has to move on or something like that. So I was like, are you trying to tell him that it's time for him to die or do you really just want to have this cathartic experience with him? Like, I didn't understand her motivations at all. Yeah. And I thought she was a robot up until the part where Idris Elba asked her if she was a robot. And I was disappointed that she wasn't.
1: But... I was still convinced she was a robot. Well, it's possible. Even, even when she was crushed, I thought she was a robot.
0: Could have been a robot. Yeah. Well, this movie just, there were so many parts about it in terms of the characterization where... I, I couldn't figure out many people's motives. Why was Holloway drunk and belligerent and acting like a child?
1: Simply because because
0: he didn't get to talk. talk. That was to, it. But 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 it's like what did he really think? Realistically, he could talk. He's an he he seems like an anthropologist of some kind. Does he get upset when the fossils <laughs> don't answer his <laughs> questions? I like what was he actually expecting from this? expedition what, what what did he think was gonna happen and why was he being all rude to david that whole exchange was really great though with david just being all like imagine how disappointed you would be if your maker told you that same thing and he's just like Psh, you don't have feelings i'm just like okay you're an idiot
1: yeah you almost kind of root for his demise yeah
0: yeah because i thought that he was i, I didn't quite understand his his motivation throughout the all of it, except for this very kind of childlike wonder with "I want to talk to our makers." And what were what were all of the really lame lines about? This is the greatest discovery of mankind. I'm gonna let you meet meet your maker. Yada yada. This trillion dollar mission is about that. Who gives a shit about
1: <laughs> about uh, what
0: about this this idea of oh we'll find these mysterious alien sort of humanoid life forms that we apparently came from that so re- that they that would be revolutionary It would be revolutionary. But it was the way they were going about it was all you you tried to kill us, but also you can save us. Save us from what? I I, yep. I wasn't clear on any of that. Well
1: it became a doomsday scenario at at the end of the movie. Like, if you don't stop this ship, we're all gonna die. Yeah, and then and... the ship starts taking off. And 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 she even said, like, when they first their first contact with this alien creature who's been in hibernation for two thousand years, the first thing he wakes up and he's got this banshee woman screaming at him about like,
0: why why did you make us and then try to destroy
1: us. Like, I'm pretty sure she's what provoked the whole attack. Oh, yeah, probably. oh, man, I just, like, woke up. Can I get some coffee?
0: And Wayland is just like, shut up. Shut her up (laughs) right (laughs) now.
1: Or shoot her. Like, he goes into full-on twirling mustache villain. Exactly. and And she's like, oh, this is totally normal behavior. That I'm not worried about what I'm experiencing here. And no one else is like... Um. This. I'm not gonna shoot this woman just because she's like. Just because she's asking being
0: annoying. Questions. And she also <laughs>
1: like like. There's no protocols for anything in this movie. Like you think that they would have worked out some protocol for like. Oh, we're meeting an alien creature for the yeah. first time. Let's not scare it and yeah. start an intergalactic war here.
0: I, I just. I, it seemed like.
1: There's no protocols. For, they open up the the door because David's just like. Beep, beep. and it (laughs) opens up and they contaminate the thing with the atmosphere and they totally destroy these like priceless murals. Uh, It just seems
0: so strange to me that it seemed that Sean Holloway, we're like tourists yeah on this vessel. Just touch all the shit. We're touching Ooh, everything. And we found an alien head.
1: Let's, let's jam just, a fucking electrode in it yeah. and blow it up.
0: Let's blow it up. Let's bring it what back. What are you even let's, doing with that? Let's dissect what? it. It's like we they have no let the protocols nervous system into thinking anything. it's alive. What? Why do you Why? want to Why do that? Why would you want to do that? What is
1: the point in do what is the scientific merit of this exercise?
0: To talk to it, I guess is what they wanted to is that do. It, Even though, is
1: that how it works? I, Is I that how biology works? I don't works? think you, that you, you can, can get your find head severed two thousand years. Later, well, David could... was
0: talking for a while, and he just was a severed head. <laughs> that part where he's put him in the bag. He's so cute. <laughs> so adorable. I really like
1: David in this movie. David
0: is really the only character that I enjoyed at all. Especially just seeing him in the beginning. I really was fascinated by the idea of him teaching himself how to behave by watching old movies and all of his mannerisms.
1: Watching Lawrence of Arabia, no less. Oh, is that what he's
0: watching? He's watching
1: T.E. Lawrence behave. Ooh. Yes.
0: Awesome. Uh, I thought that I I really would have liked, as you said, the whole movie of him just kind of walking around the ship and doing things because that was the most interesting opening to me. And later on, I was kind of a little bit unclear of his motivations just because there was that moment where he was with Shaw and he was just like sounding very malicious. Yeah. And just sounding like a bit villainous. I wasn't quite sure. Or like, oh, oh, are we supposed to trust him now? Or
1: well and the music was underscoring like yes. these were these are bad revelations. There were
0: a lot of moments in this movie where I felt like there was very dramatic music underscoring not dramatic parts. Well, or to, to or sort of add a, a it would false be, sense of.
1: Or it would underscore intensity. moments that were in themselves already dramatic. Like when Holloway looks in the mirror and sees this, there's like a little squid thing in yeah. his eye, and then music goes like, wee! And I'm yeah. just like, that was already pretty traumatizing. Yeah. And like you doing that, that me just like took me out of the experience of like, oh my god, there's this thing jumping out of his eye. Yeah. And okay, and then there's those two scientist guys who. Uh, with the mapping balls, oh, and they the get two lost. From the he can't yeah. read his own goddamn ma- map. He's like a geologist. But yeah, and we or of course
0: needed just two people. to just die two people. to show and that there was life. The down whole there.
1: reason why they ran away in the first place is because he was afraid of a, like a mummified dead body or something. Yeah. And then uh, Milburn is like, "Yeah, I'm okay with getting out of here because I'm also afraid of a mummified dead body." Right. And then he sees like a fucking like. Dick monster. Oh yeah, and he's like, Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. I'm gonna get closer to Why? her. I'm no. gonna touch her. Why? Because it's, it's what he believes, it's Judy. What he and
0: believes is right. And then it's how I should make contact. It with just
1: this. totally eviscerates him, and that was an effective horror scene.
0: I thought that that part was cool, especially since it all happened very quickly. Yeah. Like, everything in this movie, I was like, whoa! We
1: were saying the, the movie could have been, instead of being pr- called Prometheus, it could have been, well, that escalated quick.
0: <laughs> That's, that, that is this entire movie.
1: because <laughs> It goes like, from
0: zero to 60. Yep. Can, can,
1: they see a little, They see well, first they see little centipedes, and then they turn into these giant millipedes, or hammerpedes, or whatever, I think they're called hammerpedes. Um, and then they get attacked and then he turns into some sort of like goop monster, and then Holloway gets like immolated, and then Shaw is having a baby. There's <laughs> and, so, and so and much then the shit. Old being guy comes you. back to life, and then they go and meet an alien thing, and then they blow up the shit and, and then, then, then there's a shot. giant squid thing, and that hits then... the other guy and rapes his face.
0: Yeah, and then a an alien erupts out of that. Is this supposed to take place before Alien? Yes. Is that supposed to be the first Alien? I don't think so. I, I... don't know.
1: It's not the same planet. It's, it's LV two two three, and Alien takes place on LV two, uh, 426 Oh. So it's a completely oh, different planet. The original script for Prometheus, however, was set on LV four two six, and so this was going to be the ship that you see in Alien. Right So it so was maybe that it had crash landed. So the
0: space here. jockey that you see in Alien
1: is not this. It's not this. No. It
0: looks just like it, but yeah. it's not that one. it's that one.
1: It's the same race, up. I imagine.
0: Right, though. right, because they looked but they were but it was way bigger in alien.:
1: Yeah, it seemed a lot is, bigger. So this is what I found really frustrating about this movie is I didn't like the idea that that wasn't an exoskeleton. I didn't like that it was just some sort of mechanoid suit that it puts on. Right I, I, And I didn't need this whole chariot of gods like, ooh, they seeded life on Earth
0: right i i just didn't understand the point of this movie i, I why does just, it exist why does it exist and i don't i don't really know what alien covenant is going to be like and i hope that it's not this but <laughs> it just this movie started out in in an interesting way and then it really really just went into shit you went to shit
1: went to shit went to shit went in to the pot. last half That's i just David i was so point.
0: disappointed and. I get to a certain point when I watch movies where a couple things happen and they don't make sense and I get a little frustrated. Yep. And then in the last 15 minutes of this movie, I was just kind of watching it while just shaking my head because <laughs> none of it made any sense towards there's, the there's end. Oh,
1: there's a weird creature rolled up in a ball outside the, the ship. Let's open the doors. Let's open the doors and go and investigate. And then Why? he sees this weird bloated corpse thing and he's like, Sinefield, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets, oh, and he gets then, killed and they're like, why is this yeah, happening? Yeah, that part was so
0: crazy. And all of a sudden he's lying there and his feet are like over his shoulders yeah. in some weird yoga pose. non-spinal yoga yeah. pose. It was yeah. so strange. And then all of a sudden a bunch of them are on fire. <laughs> and I, just, I didn't even understand who I was looking at anymore. Anyway. Well,
1: that escalated quick. It
0: did. It did. Like yeah. every single scene in this movie just is all about really rapid... Escalation that's not explained just for the sake of pretty mindless action, I would say.
1: It wasn't even that interesting. It wasn't I, interesting. I didn't to need watch. to see a bunch of people getting their guts ripped. Also,
0: out. I didn't need to spend like three to four minutes watching uh, Shaw and Charlize Theron run, run away from a ship that was run trying away, to fall on them. Away. That part. In a that, straight line. Literally them running away from that ship was four times longer than the entire Caesarean section scene. Yeah. And it it really didn't need to be that long because it just was, it, it was inevitable. I was just kind of like, okay, one of them or both of them are going to get truck crushed. Let's get it on.
1: Luckily, there's Let's this... Let's get it
0: on. Let's get on. <laughs> <Yeah. them. laughs> what am I saying today? Let's get on with it. Let's
1: get it on. <laughs> Let's get um, it on. But luckily, there's an outcropping of rock that saves of course, Shaw at of course. the last moment. Uh, but I, what, what I like that you were saying as we were watching the movie is you were like, they have literally spent more time showing us this ship falling than they have explaining anything in the last any hour of this movie. Anything at all. Yeah. Why the I priorities in this movie are I don't understand so it because
0: even the beginning seems like it's taking its time, introducing yeah. characters, introducing ideas, trying to differentiate between what they all believe. And then all of a sudden that literally all just stops halfway through and it's just these very very rapid
1: yeah i wonder I, I, it's got to be that there was an issue with the script because i just i can't imagine what footage it just doesn't seem could exist at all to to fill in the gaps about what exists in this movie and so i, I have had a lot of um like years ago i used to i wrote a, i made a few videos about my complete dis disdain for this movie and i had a lot of backlash from people saying you're an idiot you just didn't get it what is there to get? i i don't know they were just like oh you just don't appreciate original sci-fi like these are big concepts and these are big ideas and you're just your brain is too primitive and stupid to follow so there's a lot of people out there who really love this movie who think it's like the total shit well, no, I think it's shit, but they think it's the bomb it's or something. The shit. It's yeah. the shit. Bullshit. I think it's total shit. And they just love this movie. And I, I I, thought maybe if I showed you this movie, you would look at it and say, well, Jason, of course, it's great, and here's why. And I would say, okay, well, wow. Well, you
0: did notice me uh complaining about the nonsensical leaps that were happening all over the movie as we were watching it. And I felt women... that I would... F- You know, I would save most of it until until after the movie. But I really, really just thought that so much of it just didn't make any sense. And they, it's like the script just kept asking us to make these leaps of faith consistently. (laughs) (laughs) What I did there, Uh, it just it just kept trying to ask us to do that without any kind of explanation. Um, I just hate when characters act out of character, especially if you've established them in a certain way. You 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 have these two scientists. They were able to impress somebody enough to fund their trillion-dollar project. Yet they act in such idiotic ways for the second half of the movie. Well, even in the they, first
1: half, of the movie doesn't. Yeah, she, they, she has no like. It's someone, like they've
0: never even thought about what space travel will really entail.
1: Someone asks them a question, and their best answer is, "It's what I believe." And yeah. and then they they as I as we were saying, there's no protocols for anything. They were just me- messing around with everything. They don't know what the word theory means, apparently. Like, you know, if it's correct. What do you mean, if it's correct? Like, David, like, yeah. that's what a theory is. Yeah, like, that is what a thesis Holloway is. didn't know yeah. what, a, what a... Sorry, thesis. Thesis, yeah. Holloway didn't know what a thesis was? I
0: just thought that he... I, I, didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what these people were really doing there. Like, they literally got a whole mission together, a whole crew... Just to satisfy some curiosity about some life form that may and then he stacked have been their predecessor.
1: He stacked the whole crew. Uh, Whalen stacked the whole crew with a bunch of like truckers who didn't give a shit about the job. Right. Like he was just like uh. F- uh. Fifield was like, I'm just here to make money. I'm like, why would anyone entrust you with a trillion dollar mission? Yeah. You. You would want everyone on this on on board. A, you would want there to be no surprises for this crew. Like you would want to make sure that you would handpick this crew because they were xenolinguists or they were like really interested in space exploration. The guy with the glasses. Something.
0: He kept claiming that he's a geologist. The other guy kept pl- claiming that he knows rocks really well. Yeah. Those are the two dudes that get lost in a cave while yep. reading a GPS yeah. and then die. Because
1: they didn't want to be did in the room when, when the other scientists were doing their work. They were like, I'm not interested oh, yeah. in and extraterrestrial he, life. And he
0: literally gets so angry and fired up being yeah. like, I don't want to look at extraterrestrials. I, I'm a rock person. I like to look at rocks. And I'm like, yo, you just traveled to another planet yeah. because somebody said that there's an exoskeleton of a life form there that gave birth to humanity. What do you mean you don't care about extraterrestrial there, life? That's some, the whole point of your mission. There's
1: some... But they didn't know about the mission when they... First sign on. Remember because Whalen right, has that big why would
0: presentation? you do that? It yeah, that doesn't make it's any sense
1: for at all. our benefit as an audience, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. So this is one of those moments where you know how when we were having our discussion and you were uh during Avatar and you were saying you're so willing to overlook really stupid elements because it's necessary for the narrative. Right. This was one of those things where all of the narrative excesses I hate. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad because if you were about
0: to make excuses because it needed to unfold this way for the narrative, I'd be
1: pretty annoyed. Well, I know that it unfolded this way for the narrative, but I think it's stupid. It, like, defies credulity.
0: Well, of course, because, yeah, that whole presentation is for the audience's benefit, but if everyone on the crew is only learning about that stuff for the first time, no wonder they all fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know why they were there. They have no preparation. <laughs> they have no training. They didn't know they what they were supposed to for this do. Mission. Completely unqualified for this mission. Like, oh, I'm gonna hire a geologist. He can't read a math though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hire a doctor. Oh, you know, this surgery pod is only calibrated for men. Yeah. Sorry. No, I won't hire
1: a doctor because I will leave it to the med pod, but I will make sure it's a sexist med pod. It's a
0: sexist med pod that doesn't know how oh, to do it. Oh, sorry.
1: I don't touch women. I
0: didn't touch women.
1: didn't work um, on the lady parts.
0: Yeah, I just... It, it was very strange that that was just there and... That you know, Charlie Theron was just like, please don't touch that. It's an extremely expensive piece of machinery. Oh yeah. Why and, is it
1: there? And and uh, their 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 attitude towards everything, they walk into this room and she's just like, Oh, I'm gonna touch everything. Like, oh there's a
0: Oh my god, $50 I do like, What gonna, the fuck? I'm gonna press it. Like,
1: where did, did you like never mind that that's not acceptable behavior for a scientist. It's just not good manners.
0: You, <laughs> you were... know what this movie you know what this movie was. This was like a Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> they just let her come onto the ship so she could live her dream, and got to play with all of the machines. Press all
1: the buttons. Got to
0: put on a spacesuit. That that is oh, what was going on. What about there. the
1: irony, the the and the ham-fisted irony of Shaw not being able to create life and then getting impregnated with a squid baby?
0: That was pretty cruel. That was pretty, and also the that whole it's... part where she starts crying. Yeah. I just thought, like, come on, well, be... like, put, so put this weird. into perspective a little bit, because he's all like, her, her, her boyfriend Holloway or whatever is all. Just making an observation. But a the philosophical, observation stupid observation comes out
1: of nowhere because he's like, "Here's what we do know: there's nothing special about making life." And I'm like, "Well, well why where are did you that here?" Come then?
0: But where, where did that statement even come from? And then she's all like, "Oh, I can't create life. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what does that say about me?" I, I just thought that that part was really was really kind of silly. And then she gets impregnated. Yep. Uh, by by (laughs) Holloway 10 hours earlier. Yeah. And then suddenly the alien is just living as a small little pod. Maybe she...
1: And and she doesn't really have any reservations about wanting it out. You know, that's her only surviving memory of Holloway. And she just wants it out. She just wants it out. She just wants it gone. She wants the memory expunged. That
0: movie was ridiculous. I... Okay, so hold on. Let's talk a little bit about the four-minute film... The Which little one? four minute prequel. Film, oh, for the Alien Last Supper. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm only bringing it up because that entire four minutes was just about establishing the relationship between all the crew members. It,
1: I think, it was better than Prometheus.
0: Yeah, that four minutes was actually told me a lot more about you know <laughs> philosophy and space exploration yeah. and human relationships than this whole movie just did.
1: And it also just seemed like the characters, I, I, I even if. Shit hits the fan in this new Alien Covenant movie. I won't be as frustrated with the script, because I'll be like, this is clearly not what they were signed on to do. Like, they're they're explorers and, and terraformers and all that, so they're not equipped to handle hostile alien life. They, like, they're not looking for... Uh, they're not looking to meet new civilizations and stuff. They're trying to build a new civilization. So right. any of the crazy shit that happens, I think I'll be more willing to excuse and forgive their stupidity.
0: But it is okay, but it is called Alien Covenant. And one yeah. thing about this movie that I didn't really realize till probably 10 minutes before the end was why aren't there any aliens in this movie? And and I mean, I I understood like alien squid baby, but yeah. um and the thing that popped out of the water that killed glasses geologist guy. Yeah. But um I was like, "Wait, there's no alien in this movie that they're running away from on a ship yeah so alien covenant is that going to be about an alien
1: have you seen the trailer for alien covenant yeah not the four minute movie oh no 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 i didn't see the trailer trailer so the trailer like do you want me to tell you or you can tell me um well so there is an alien and it looks like an alien from the movie alien
0: right okay which i guess is
1: kind of revealed by the title itself alien covenant but right and, uh, this,
0: and it's supposed to happen after this, right? It
1: happens after this.
0: Because there's a new David model. There's a
1: new David model, and we don't know what the overlap is with, with this movie, with Prometheus and, and Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do appreciate that Ridley Scott didn't want to just rehash Alien mm-hmm. and like with Prometheus, that he wanted to sort of explore some new ground. And I appreciate the effort to do so. I just found that the whole time it was like trying to do this cosmic world building of 2001 A Space Odyssey, but without any of the subtlety, any of the nuance, it just comes across as, you know, a 14-year-old fanboy wrote a spec script about Mm -hmm. this movie, and Ridley Scott was just like, oh, I'll make it work on the day.
0: Right. I. Yeah, I kind of think that there just wasn't a whole lot of originality in this movie, especially since the majority of that is them ex- exploring an alien ship that looks identical to the one in Aliens. It looks almost exactly the same, so I just kind of thought like, okay, so they're just on a different alien ship on a different planet, doing the exact same stupid shit as the other crew. and Except, at least with Aliens, it was very clear what was going on throughout the whole movie.
1: Yeah. There well, the was really no issue. The characters behave, Would you mean alien or aliens? Aliens,
0: because aliens is similar in the sense that uh, there is a sort of, like there's a leading female character, kind of like in this movie. Uh, the robot in Aliens hmm. is her ally. They hmm. are aware that he's a robot right from the beginning. Yeah, And everything in that movie just follows a very clear stream of logic, as yeah. in, the alien gets unleashed, and then it's a survival movie. It's a yeah. horror movie. It's a movie about protecting oneself, and, and then
1: it's a rescue movie. And... Y-
0: yeah, it just it all falls into place, and it's really really great. But then in this movie, it's it's like every single character is just operating with their own plot in their head, and nothing is connected <laughs> at all. There's the there's the baby alien squid plot. Yeah. There's the secret old man plot. <laughs> there's the weird father daughter robot.
1: Yeah, Weird oh, triangle I would love to have seen that relationship explored. Jealousy between I would have loved to see David, David, at a table with Charlize Theron and um, uh, Wayland having a Last Supper. Yeah. I would because have loved to have a, seen what that would have relationship been. relationship
0: because he even said that David was like his son. son.
1: And you see, uh, she has like a really negative reaction to that. She seems visibly yeah. frustrated yeah. by Yeah, and she
0: really, really doesn't like him. So I was kind of wondering what the hell was going on there with their weird family so feud. So they're like
1: this weird kind of artificial siblings. Yeah. And they have this and, shitbag and, and, father. They,
0: she was suspected as you know being a robot. Do you think they, I don't know. She learned some mannerisms from him or something? Like, do you think...
1: Or maybe she's a replicant. Like maybe she's blade a runner, replicant. You know? So she's okay, like... Okay,
0: so my fan fiction of this movie is that in order to win her father's love, she tries really hard to act like David yeah. and has very robotic tendencies. This is actually like my headcanon for this for this movie. I, I think that would have made a better movie. Because she's she's trying to kind of be like him so that her father yeah. will... will Trust her and look up to her and all of that
1: stuff. It's also exploring some of the themes from Blade Runner in the sense that uh, the father in this movie, rather than in Blade Runner where it's Roy Batty, the son who's looking yeah. for more life. In this one, it's the father who's looking for more life, and it's the the son who's saying, "No, it's time for you to die."
0: Right, but the son can't die anyway. The son, and
1: so the irony is, the son can't die. Yeah. But then, if you had the daughter, who's also saying, "Like it's it's over. Let it go. Like you're supposed to die." and your, your reign has kind of ended here. So I would have liked it if it had turned out that she had been a replicant. Yeah. And it, I think it would have actually tied some of this stuff together. Well,
0: as... I, I do like the idea that idea, but I think I like the idea more of her trying to essentially become one and act more like one. More like so a robot? Can, so that she can be like David. That's I, I, I hmm. feel like that would just be interesting because I've never really seen that in a movie. It's always yeah. about... An she android or a robot. Robotic she does the way she dresses, the way she walks, walk, her yeah. mannerisms. She she doesn't let loose like the other characters. She she always looks extremely prim and proper like David does. She's very careful about her uniform and her hair and everything like that. And nobody else on the ship is like that. They're all just kind of chill. And uh I think it would have been it's always something you see in movies where robots and androids are trying their best to mimic humans. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she was trying to mimic David. And that's that's my story. It is what I believe. <laughs> <laughs> this is the theory that I believe in this movie. She's just trying to be more like the robot. Oh. But that would have been interesting. And And on that note, everybody, like I said, seems to have their own plot going on in this movie. There's the two pilots who pretty much don't talk to anyone else throughout the entire movie, and... They're,
1: yeah, they're having their own buddy cop all, movie.
0: They really, really are. And then Idris Elba was the kind of most confusing captain of a ship I've Did ever seen. Did he not...
1: So he his character motivation was, I don't give a shit about anything until the end... When I kill myself right. to save the world. He
0: kills himself to save,
1: but even the, though it's
0: completely in vain because there's tons of other ships. Apparently, apparently. yeah, but
1: there's no other uh, creatures that are awake to run around. Right, on. right, so, exactly. But he didn't know that. But anyways. And he was
0: a strange character because, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think a captain of a ship is going to pilot a ship the way he does. That's what I was kind of well. They those about. so those,
1: those two the buddy cop were, guys, the, pilots. were the pilots. Okay, because and then he's just like doing I'm going to take of over also. at the end. Yeah, I don't know.
0: And he, I get that they were trying to do this sort of laid back characterization because you know he's always wearing like a trucker's hat and he's always kind of dressing really dressing down for the occasion. Again, and all wouldn't that. you
1: get the best possible pilot in the universe? Well, maybe he was mission? the best possible yeah, pilot maybe. in the universe. I mean, he and, did hit the bullseye did. But yeah, there's like there's the thing where his crew is like lost in the ship and he's just like, Alright, have a good night. Oh yeah, by the way, there's a life form potentially. Just yeah, that part also really try not weird. to be gay, but have fun. Oh yeah, try
0: not to bugger each other. Yeah. He totally says that.
1: Don't be gay, have a good night.
0: Don't be gay.
1: And then that's it. And then he's just like, I'm I'm actually too busy trying to have sex with um Charlie the Ron to <laughs> Charlie the Ron. <laughs> to worry about rescuing you guys from this situation. Right, spaceship. and
0: what was up with his whole, oh yeah, I keep seeing this beacon every hour. Must be a glitch. No, it isn't. <laughs> a glitch is something that happens one time. Not every hour, all night. <laughs> There's something going on there. Has, has he ever been taught how to read
1: that map no, probe thing? No. Has anyone no in has this been movie trained. been trained
0: for anything? They've
1: done nothing. They spent two years sleeping
0: true what a weird movie why not I just... just why not just populate
1: the whole crew with davids
0: i know it'd be so much more efficient nobody would have sex nobody would give birth to an alien squid baby
1: Your, like mission... nothing could go wrong so i just don't know why it couldn't have just been david Charlie Theron and the two doctors and maybe, maybe a few other, like one more scientist or something. What, you
0: mean why all the extra people?
1: Why all the extra so people? So there could be more
0: death scenes, So there could obviously. be more death scenes, yeah, yeah. But
1: then by the end of it, there's the whole scene where Fifield shows up and it's like they can't kill the characters off fast enough. Right. Because there's too there's many. There's too many at that point. Which and is then there's weird because why did in... they have
0: to bring him back? He there's... was already dead.
1: Because They're, they felt they needed a payoff for this, for this scene. I don't know. I didn't care.
0: And Thank at that know. point, though, he kind of became, like, this weird Franken-monster. Yep. Because, like, I thought he was dead, and then his body was all twisted and weird, and his face changed, and he was like, I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, what is your motivation now? <laughs> Have you become <laughs> Fire a man. zombie or something? Smash! Like, yeah, like, what, why are you attacking everybody? Are, are you going to eat their flesh? I just don't really get why that what? part came, hey. it's right, like, at that moment, all of a sudden, there's the fire, and people are being thrown around, and there were like, maybe three to six people on screen. <laughs> I couldn't really tell.
1: Yeah, and then two of them get in the truck, all. and then drive off, and you never see them again. Right, those people. They never show up Just again. like that
0: guy with the gun that Shaw talks to about not, about... He just disappears. He disappears. You never see that weird red-haired guy I, again.
1: Yeah, no, the red-haired guy was, was, was Fifield.
0: No, no, the other, the guy who talks about the weapon is another ginger. Is he? He is, yeah. And Except he doesn't have tattoos all over his head. And
1: his whole response when she says, no guns, he's like, okay, I'm not coming.
0: Yeah, like, good luck with that. If you ever see him again. And,
1: but but the, everyone's like, like, everyone's okay with this. Like, why did you come on this mission if you can just pick whether or not you want to work? Yeah. He's just like, nope, <laughs> not I'm not. coming,
0: see ya. Nah, I
1: don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Nah, not doing it. Not doing and it. also,
0: what's up with the this is an exploratory mission. No weapons. You don't know what you're going into. Also, you're literally a tourist on this ship. Why are you giving orders to people? And why are people listening?
1: So she's got all these protocols about like, "Oh, it's exploratory and we need to like make friends and make nice." And then when she finally does meet the 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 space jockey alien thing, she's just screaming at it. Her priority is Have you not seen whack? close encounters of the third kind? You got to do the whole Francois Truffaut hand gesture <laughs> shit. Make the open palm! Make the open palm! Use the lights!
0: She didn't see that movie. In fact, nobody in this movie has seen any movie, including the one about not bringing alien vessels back into your ship.
1: Yeah, they should have watched Alien before they they blasted off, and it would have saved them some trouble.
0: Yeah, this movie. I'm glad we watched it because now you can stop asking me if I want to watch but it. Now now <laughs> so, you're ready
1: for Alien Covenant.
0: I am ready for Alien Covenant. Do you think we're ready for Alien 3 or do you not want to watch that at all?
1: Um, so actually, uh, Adam and I were, were speaking about this. Adam is on our Avatar podcast. And Avatar... Uh, Avatar. Adam <laughs> said, please don't ever show for Alien
0: 3. <laughs> Why? Because it's is it worse than this?
1: It's... Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Well... I think I think it's worse than this simply because it's this level of batshit crazy, but involving uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I don't so know if I want to ruin just, her it just, for me. Like, at least this one is so disconnected from Alien and Aliens that you're just like, whatever. I don't need to like, I don't need to pretend that they're in the same universe. Right. It almost seemed like Ridley Scott was like, I don't want these to be in the same universe. Right. And there's but a
0: fourth one too, right?
1: There's a fourth one which was actually written by Joss Whedon. Really? Yeah. Is it good? No, it's Aww. horrible. It's so bad. But I like even him. Joss Whedon's like yeah I don't like it. They totally and he says they butchered his script, but I read a few pages and it's pretty pretty accurate, pretty faithful. It, it's it's wow. Uh, Fox does not know what to do with this movie, uh, with this franchise, and so Fox had sort of greenlit the making of um, Alien. 5, which was going to be Alien 3, like pretending Alien 3 and 4 didn't happen, with Neil Blomkamp, which after right. having watched Chappie, I think maybe... I don't I'm, know if
0: I ever want to see think, one of those movies again. I
1: think maybe I'm kind of glad that it didn't go <laughs> through, but it seemed like it was going to be an interesting revitalization of what the, the franchise was going to be, but then Ridley Scott was like... I don't know if it was Ridley Scott who came down on it, or if it was Fox who came down, but Alien Covenant was, was ramping up in production, and Fox was like, we don't want... Or Ridley Scott said, "I don't want this other alien movie competing with me for right. for ticket sales. I want to have a successful movie." Or Fox said, "I want to have a we want a successful movie." So they dropped Alien Five. Um, interestingly, in terms of dropped movies, Guillermo del Toro was going to make At the Mountains of Madness right in like 2012 with Tom Cruise as the lead. But they, uh, Universal pulled the plug after they heard about Prometheus coming out because they thought the plots were too similar.
0: But like, no, right? But that, that's not.
1: So rather than getting Guillermo del Toro, there hasn't been
0: a Lovecraftian movie. Rather than getting so Guillermo long. del Toro
1: doing a Lovecraft movie, we got this.
0: Wow. So I, I hate this even more now.
1: I hate this even more now. Like I'm just so. How angry. dare you! I know it's not Ridley Scott's fault that the was pulled because Universal like this is the problem with Hollywood that they they don't appreciate originality and they also can't recognize originality like they actually looked at this movie or they looked at the idea of this movie and they thought that this was too similar to at the mountains of madness simply because it has the same idea of aliens seeding life on earth that was it they were just like oh that's the big twist well, love it's because if movie. you
0: think if you think about how movies are pitched to Hollywood executives, it's yeah. literally they're sitting there and someone comes in and goes, "So I'm talking about a movie with aliens in a mountain and somebody goes <laughs> mad." Done. That's what Hollywood. Did I treatments... mention the
1: lead is Tom Cruise? Yeah,
0: like that is what Hollywood treatment. Did I mention are like. his
1: friends a talking pie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is why a lot of movies get green lit, and I'm just not actually sure why it happens.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I understand the trepidation. Like, they were going to pay $150 million for Guillermo del Toro to make an R rated movie about a Lovecraft story. So that's a bit of a gamble. And yet, they paid $150 million for a movie about Alien that doesn't have any aliens aliens. and it it has absolutely no connection to the franchise on which it's based so it's like yeah it
0: really doesn't have any kind of connection why not just make
1: Prometheus for the sake of Prometheus like why not just make
0: well I kind of just pretended that this movie had nothing to do with the alien franchise I think
1: it would have been better if it had been divorced completely from the alien franchise and hadn't tried to kind of bridge the gap but I still think that you cannot get over the total clusterfuck that happens after Holloway dies that just everything after that I know we've said this enough but just everything after that doesn't it's make like, it's sense. It's like
0: you're watching a different movie. And I think we
1: are half. watching a different movie. I think they, they grafted together a, a bunch of different scripts. Well, it's like they realized that they
0: had a lot of material to get through and that they took too long in the first half to just establish yeah. the atmosphere. And they were like, oh my god, we have like nine people we have to kill off in all of these ways. But
1: I, I And I don't even think with extra scenes like I don't even think that there was stuff that they shot that they just I don't think the problem was editing I don't think they cut it wrong I think the problem was they wrote it wrong
0: yeah they rushed it
1: they rushed they rushed through and then as they were cutting it they were like oh fuck we have nothing to connect these ideas because just the, the just the sequence of the ideas doesn't make any sense
0: I feel like there are a lot of movies I see like this in terms of issues of sequence and I just think to myself after a movie is cut together Do the people who cut it together, are they the only ones who watch that final cut and decide it's okay? Because at that point, they've looked at it too much. I mean, I realize that there are pre-screenings for audiences to sort of give the production company a sense of whether it's okay, and that's why sometimes endings get changed, and depending on the response. But I feel like there need to be more people who look at the final cut of a movie and think all of these things don't connect. Like somebody who's outside of it. And yeah. I, I just feel like I have this issue with a lot of movies that cost this much money. It's always a movie that costs a lot of money where this
1: happens. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff like that happened with star Wars rogue one, apparently is that they showed it to audiences and the audiences were just like, we don't like this. We don't We, don't, we want different, better stuff. And um, whether that was necessary or not, I don't know. Um, I, I learned about some of the scenes that were reshot as a result of of the audiences wanting a different version, or whether it was the audience or the producers wanting a different version. And I was like, oh, that scene was a new scene that was added to the movie? Like, that was a bad scene and shouldn't have been added to the movie. So sometimes audiences are stupid and and get it wrong. Um, But in the case of this movie, yeah, I mean, why didn't they just get someone outside of the production to look at it? And could they have done some reshoots to fix these moments?
0: Because I think the most glaringly obvious misstep of this movie is nobody finding out about the alien squid baby.
1: Just, it just seems no really
0: important. There's no
1: consequence for it. And so for me as an audience member, it's like you're telling me I'm an idiot for being invested in it.
0: Yeah. Oh, here's a thing. No one's ever going to know about it. No one's going to talk about it ever it, again. And there's
1: no... And she beats these people up and there's no consequence. And they try to kill her and she's just like... But there's not enough time and then, and then to even think And then everything is fine. This. It's
0: like they try to like induce her into a forced cryo sleep, and she beats them up. And then everybody's just hanging out in the same room together as, yeah. as if that never happened. Yeah, and and Makes we just sense. have
1: to we just have to run to the ship now. And it just seems like every time they go to the ship, they're there for about 20 seconds, and then shit hits the fan. Like, they're there for 20 seconds, and then the atmosphere gets changed, and they have to run back to the ship. Or they they go back to look for Milburn and and Fifield, and then Holloway gets sick, and they have to run back to the ship. Or then they go back out to the ship, and they wake up the creature, and then he starts killing everybody, and then they have to run back to the ship. Like, I'm so tired of this. The whole movie is literally them just running back and forth. Three times that they go to the ship and then run back. Like, just... Have a movie set on the ship, or have a movie set on <laughs> on the fucking pyramid. Like, pick your goddamn location. I'm so fucking annoyed with all this running back and forth and then random sandstorms and sand falling ships and oh god, what a what a piece of shit.
0: What a piece of shit movie. <sighs> well, we've told you what we really think about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I I think that. I think that we'll have more to say once Alien Covenant comes out.
1: I think we'll podcast that. We'll
0: probably podcast that. Well, I don't know. We can't really go see it in a theater and then podcast because there will be a delay from the time that we finish to when we
1: We'll go to a coffee shop or something. Yeah,
0: like immediately after. Yeah, for those of you who don't know who listen to this podcast, we record every podcast immediately after we finish watching the movie. So literally the movie is over and the credits are still rolling and we're pushing record to start talking. So... If anything that we say sounds like it wasn't planned, it's because it wasn't wasn't And if it also,
1: (laughs) if you're just like, whoa, these are really specific references that I can't follow, it's because we just saw it. We just saw it. So the idea of like, oh, if I tell you that scene, I imagine you know what we're talking about because it just happened an hour ago. Yeah. So for you guys, it might be a little confusing. So we'll we'll try to make sure that we don't do too much of that where it's um, hard for you to follow because we're so ideally
0: innate. you should all just watch the movie also that would be that would be ideal
1: like you find watch out the movie what it is and
0: then <laughs> listen was, to
1: the podcast right when you're done do you remember that like uh dinner and dinner in a movie or something like yeah where they would like teach you On how to TV, make the, I yeah tsn the or something i can't remember the channel it was, was. it was
0: channel 49 yeah whatever that was and they would
1: teach you how to make the some really sort of thing strange but it made no sense because that was really gross between only commercials between commercials and and them actually showing how to make it the movie would be like three hours so if it was taking you three hours to make a dinner you fucking suck <laughs> and you burned your <laughs> but food but do you
0: remember what the the sort of stuff they used to make it was, it was like all
1: fettuccine and stra-
0: no but it all had a strange theme to it all oh, the time was it related to the movie I th- yeah it was always related right. to the movie oh. and it, like I don't even think that any of it was stuff you'd really want to cook for yourself wow now I feel like we need to look into it. We need to find out all the recipes. Yeah. Not that we're going to make it or anything. I wouldn't dare.
1: No. Yeah, but so this is what you should be doing. You should be uh, mixing a drink or something and watching, watching the movie. watching
0: the movie and then listening, and to, then us listening to us And then listening to us. Because you'll know exactly hey, what we're talking about. we
1: should maybe do a commentary for something that we've both seen and, and know really well. And then so that someone can actually listen to our commentary watching mm-hmm. the movie. We'll cut out the middleman. You don't have to watch the movie first. You can watch the movie... With us.
0: Talking. With us. Oh my god, a live commentary! Yeah, sorry, oh that's god, what I, meant. I didn't know that's what you meant. Oh. Great. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. But, like, will the people be able to listen to the dialogue of the movie at the same time?
1: I think we'll have to mute it. Right. So that...
0: Like, pause it?
1: No, like... just mute it? Um, oh, a
0: movie that we know really well, right? So we're not missing anything.
1: Yeah, we'll have it on subtitles or something. Okay.
0: Excellent idea.
1: I'll see how it can be done. Or Maybe we have headphones on and we listen to it, <laughs> and then we're just like, "Yeah, I really like this bit." Yeah, what? I oh, was great. I agree. It's wonderful. I don't know. We'll think of something. We'll think of something.
0: Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll we'll figure all that out <laughs> soon.
1: Tell us what you think of this movie in the comments section below.